Hi, everybody, and welcome to That's Life, where January 6th will be marked as a dark day in this country's history. But folks, 2021 is only seven days old. We have 355, 58 days left. Don't sell this year out just yet. There's plenty of good to still come our way. Good morning, folks, and thanks for listening. I'm Miriam L. Wallach, General Manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Let's go through the weekly, weekly reminder to wash your hands with soap and water, practice social distancing, wear masks, not attack each other for not wearing masks, and keep Purell handy. I just realized that we are low on Purell in the studio, which is both a good and a bad thing. Bad, because we need to replenish. Good means we're using it. Yes, use Purell. That is a big deal. Or, you know, a generic. I'm really not, you know, a stickler for the Purell brand. There are some that smell a lot better. My daughter has one that smells like like cream soda. That inspires me to use, you know, san- the, the sanitation stuff. What's it called? Antibacterial lotions. A little bit more. If I could smell like cream soda, I would do that. Let's do the national holidays today. It's Harlem Globetrotters Day. Yeah, if you're a kid of the 80s, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a kid of the 2000s, you have absolutely no idea unless you've been to camp. And then you've seen one of the Harlem Globetrotter knockoffs come to camp uh, and throw a basketball around. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, Google it and find out who Curly is. I am a mentor day is also today the 7th. I am not going to take it anymore a day. That's officially the 7th, though it sounded like it was yesterday. It's also International Programmers Day. I didn't know they get a national holiday, and not only do they get a national holiday, it seems they get three. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure what that's about. I don't know anything else that's celebrated three times a year in this national holiday calendar that I have. It's Old Rock Day. Not Classic Rock Day, but Old Rock Day. Okay, got nothing on that. National Bobblehead Day. I actually celebrated that, not knowingly, over the weekend as I threw out every uh, bobblehead that we had in the house and had multiples of from um, minor league games where we have attended and received multiple, multiple bobbleheads. So any of the Wallachs who are listening to the program this morning or as we speak, just know that if you're missing your bobblehead, that is why. It's also National Tempura Day. Folks, Batter dip anything and throw it in, in, in oil, hot oil. Yeah, that's worth celebrating. It's the end of the week. Go for it. I, I You know, it's funny because like on so many diets and whatever, sushi is either recommended, allowed, whatever words you want to use for a, you know, in, in finite amount, obviously. And uh, yeah, throw a, a whole roll of sushi in, in tempura batter. Shoot, that's good eats. It's not worth it for your diet anymore, but that is good eats. I'm having a craving now. We may have to place an order. All right, let's do the fortune cookie. I've already been warned um, that this is not a lucky fortune cookie, even though there's no way actually to know that because I'm opening the package as we speak. But but I've already been told that it is not um, fortunate. It's an unfortunate fortune cookie. Let's see. I don't know. We're going to have to play these numbers now just to find out. Here we go. Knowledge helps you make a living. Wisdom helps you make a life. Nice. That's a good one. So, so far, the person who advised me that this was not a fortunate fortune cookie is incorrect. There you go. Knowledge helps you make a living. Wisdom helps you make a life. I actually really like that. And that is a good segue to my guest this morning. You're listening to That's Live here at the Nahum Siegel Network. And I'm 
incredibly excited and humbled to be joined by my guest today because she wakes up even earlier than I do and she has accomplished more before 7.55 in the morning than most people I know accomplish throughout their day. Rabanit Michelle Cohen-Farber, or as she likes to be known, Michelle, is the founder of Hadron Women. And um, it, it, she she leads an astounding life. She has accomplished an astounding thing. And before we we get into everything that Hadron does and Hadron has already accomplished, I just want to speak to Michelle first off. And good morning, or I should say at this point, because you are in Renana, good evening, Michelle. Good morning, Miriam. Ah, Great to be here. Pleasure to have you. So Michelle Farber is the founder of Hadron, whose mission is to advance Talmud study for all women. She's also the founder and teacher of Dafyomi for Women and the first women's online cheer on Dafyomi. She led the first international Siam Hashas for women, and Michelle and her husband and five children, or I should say Rabbi Seth Farber, all live in Renana. And Michelle, I, I thank you so much for joining me this morning because I know you've already put in a very full day. <laughs> yes. It is, it is, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. So let's talk about something before we get to the Hadron element and the birth of Hadron and the goals of Hadron. When did you, as a woman, as a person, as a, as a, as a Torah scholar, when did you first pick up your first Gemara? So my first Gemara was in sixth grade with Rabbi Popak and Hafter. And I recently spoke with uh, another student of mine now who also learned with him in sixth grade. We all remember Uri Minhu, Yesh Kan Sira. We'd have to all go around and recite it. And then for some reason in Hafter, they didn't have Gemara for seventh and eighth grade for girls. And then I went to Flappish for high school. And that's when I really fell in love with Gemara. And I, I give a lot of credit to Rabbi Harari, who was my teacher then who was a young 30-year-old teacher at the time and with a lot of positive energy. And he just instilled, he made Gemara interesting and fun and relevant. I remember we would have this case about Mookie the dog on our test, and he was walking down the block, and he knocked down some, some you know, broke somebody's utensils and what happened and what is who's responsible and was it the owner of the dog. And he just made us think about, what the Gemara was talking about, and think about it in the real sense and connect it to our lives. And, and for me, having studied with him for two years in high school, I was hooked. I, just, I found it so interesting. So when it came to going to Israel, I was obviously going to choose a school where Gemara was, was taught. You know, at the time, there, were, there weren't very many. Bravinders at the time, which was really now Madras at Lindenbaum, was really the only option for me. And when I went there, I, I, again, continued my love of learning. And as I continued learning, I kept realizing that I didn't really know anything. Mm. The more you learn, the more you realize you really don't know. It's, it's a huge, uh, the Gemara is, is just huge and there's so much in it. And, and as I continued all throughout the way, I kept feeling, wow, I really, I just, you know, it's just a little bit. I don't, I don't, you know, I, I, I was inspired then to, to basically commit a number of good years, which was atypical in my day for, for women to do, and, and just spend time sitting in yeshiva learning. Um, I, I was at Barnard for college, and in the middle of college, I came to learn for a semester in Israel, and I decided to make Aliyah and just stay at the time and finish my degree in Bar-Ilan, and, and basically just spend my time learning. And a lot of my friends started teaching, and I said, 
you know, there's always time to teach in life, but these are the years where you really have to learn. And and it was hard because there weren't many women doing it. And, and I also outgrew all the programs. Mm. I basically ended up having to mostly self-taught at a certain point. And, and now I look and I look at the opportunities that are available. Our, our girls were together at Miguel O's two years ago. And, and I think about how the opportunities and what Miguel O's is and, and the other institutions that now exist in the Advanced Halacha program in Lindenbaum and, and Matan. And there's all sorts of advanced programs going on. Drisha now has the yeshiva, which if I were still, if I were young then, I'd be learning there. Mm. It's, it's the most serious that a, that a girl can get. And, and they're, they're taking women, um, you know, whether young women, and and telling them you can, the, you know, the sky is the limit. Right. And and they told me that also, but but the sky wasn't the limit because there weren't options, and there weren't programs where you could study. And now there's programs you can study for a number of years, and and you could really reach. You know, you have an environment with older students around, which also didn't exist in my day. We were the older students. There was no one above us. It wasn't like in yeshiva, where there's a whole environment. And and the, I realized that the most, I've been teaching Gemara for years, and about eight years ago, when the cycle started, I decided to start teaching Dafyomi. And at that point, I realized how handicapped I was. Despite having studied all those years, and despite having been teaching Gemara for years, I realized that when you sit in yeshiva, you're a guy, there's just talk all the time going on and, and you you learn so much through osmosis and that never I never had that environment and uh, it took you know a lot of hard years now of going through every page of Shah mm. and you know I still don't know everything and I, there's still a lot lot more to learn as I said the more you learn the more you realize you don't know right <laughs> but, uh, but our goal is to, is at Hadron is to help change the perception of you know, give women opportunities right. that they never had. There's there uh, there's so much to there there's so much overlap right now as I'm listening to your narrative. Um, there's so much overlap right now in my head between all of the things that I wanted to ask you and all of the personal anecdotes that I that I just need to share that first of all when you're talking about you being a student in high school in Yeshiva Flatbush and that's where it inspired you and Rabbi Harari and 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 that whole element that was in the late that was in the mid 80s correct yeah so I, I think all exactly. of that I think all of that is like particularly inspiring to me because as as I just as I mentioned and as people who know me and knew my mother um, are aware is that my mother went to Ramaz for high school in the 50s and she was taught Gemara by Rabbi Haskell Lukstein and in the sophomore year and in the junior and senior year Gemara was not given to to the girl students the female students as an option of study because why because they had to learn typing because they had to learn ty- exactly it was the 50s and they had to learn typing and they had to learn home ec and my mother and a fellow student rallied and and basically petitioned the administration at Ramaz to change that perception and to allow girls to study through high school study Gemara through high school they felt that growing up in Jewish homes they'll learn home ec at home and they will learn typing as life goes on but that this was the time for them to study Gemara and Rabbi Lukstein was receptive and from that point on it became available to this day it became available in Ramaz high school 
school for the, the, the female students to be able to learn Gemara past that one year. And so your inspiration and your falling in love in, in high school with Gemara, I mean, yes, again, shout out, of course, to Rabbi Popak, and I'm not minimizing that. But it, there's something about that formative time for, for, for brain development, for maturation, for falling in love with something, finding something to inspire you that happens in high school, that when that perfect storm happens, and, it, and it's something as beautiful as the study of Gemara. I mean, you and I both know as parents raising children in a crazy, crazy world where we live that there are so many other things our kids could be inspired, quote unquote, to do and to fall in love with. But here, you fell in love with Gemara. And 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 uh, my daughter was in Migdal O's two years ago. And so that passion, while it skipped me as a generation, I will be honest, that, that passion exists because, again, somebody reached out to my daughter in high school. And I wonder if you could speak to that for a second. Do you think that it was like the, just a perfect timing for you? Do you, do you like, how, how do you, how do you, like reconcile the fact that 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 all happens in high school and look where it's brought you now and look where that inspiration has led you to what what it has done and 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 what it has allowed you to do for other women yeah so your question is how rephrase the question a little bit? I think You're it's, asking. I think, I, yeah, I, th- I mean, I'm like a little bit all over the place, uh, honestly, but I, I think it's, what is it about high school, right? What is it about high school yeah. that, that inspired, that, that did it for you? Do you know what I'm saying? Am I making any sense? I think, yeah, I, I have to think about it. I, I'm thinking of my, my girls now that are in high school and, and just, you know, some having finished high school. And, and I think that, Girls are looking to be inspired, boys, girls. I think high school kids are often very uninspired. And I think what really pushed me to go into it was having other teachers that were less inspiring and feeling that I hadn't really made connections with teachers and, and personal connections. And as I got a little bit older, even just 18, 19, by 19 I had decided I was going into teaching. And a lot of the reason was I felt that I didn't have enough inspirational teachers. And I think that I remember having an argument with a friend of mine who wanted to be an elementary school teacher. And she said, you have to get the kids really young because then you can really inspire them. And I said, it's high school. And for years, Mm. I taught high school. And I think high school is that great age where kids are searching and they're looking for meaning and they're looking for things to be inspired by and they're mature enough to get it. But unfortunately, they're not always exposed to it. And they don't get, they, they just, they don't have the right teachers who care enough. They don't have, and you see what a difference it makes when you have that teacher who who does it for you? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and a lot, you know. I, I think we we spoke about a year, a year and a half ago, and and when you said the same thing that you said now about the Kamara is not for you, and I I think about that line a lot <laughs> because I think that after the theme, one of the things that happened was women who for years have been saying Kamara is not for me, Kamara is not for me, and they they just said, oh, let's try it. And, and people who had studied Gemara years ago, like you, and didn't, you know, didn't connect. And now thousands of women every day are studying Dafyomi. You started with about looking on the optimistic side, not an easy day for American history and, and not an easy year for world history. But you look at what's happened in the last year in the world of learning and, exactly. and women. And, 
the, the minute after the CM happened, it was like a, a collaboration of, of events and things and, and years of, of leading up to an event like this. All the hard work that between Rabbi Salavetsuk starting to teach girls Gemara and, and all the Midrash shows that started and all the high schools. That, and, and all of that, this, the event just kind of, you know, the, all those, the, that whole world led to, you know, many women studying and women setting time aside in their lives to take a break, to go learn in their madrasha. But what the scene did was made all the other women who always said, right. this isn't for me, this isn't for me, say, oh, wait, maybe, maybe there is something there for me. And maybe I can try it and see. Michelle, I'm so and, happy you made this connection because I was going to make the connection, but I'm so happy it occurred to you also because I had just said to Nahum earlier this morning, I said, we can all look back at 2020 and frown and for good reason, but 2020 was still the year of the Siam Hashas and 2020 was still the year of the Dafyomi explosion and so many retailers, booksellers, and publishers are talking about how the, the, the Gemaras have flown off the shelves because, yes, we're all home and people are, are homebound and in quarantine or whatever. But the year started with the Siam Hashas. And it's mind-boggling to think that, that, that quarantine actually fostered people's involvement in Daf Yomi. But that's, that's sort of what happened. And when you're talking about the, 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 effects of of the the Siam Hashas that Hadron that Hadron I don't want to say led that Hadron spearheaded for women you're a hundred percent right I can't tell you how many people weren't there plenty of people weren't there even though there were thousands of people thousands of women who were who were there virtually right they logged in they were part of the scene virtually internationally which is so kolagovod to you and to your team I can't even, I'm in awe of, of really the the amazing ripple effect of that evening. But so many people have turned around and said, yeah, I can do this and I want to. I want to try. And 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 it's it's really quite inspiring. I, I you know, I want to share this anecdote with you. We, um, I had recently been speaking to somebody who owns a Judaica store. This is actually a couple of months ago. And he said that you'd be shocked at the women from various religious backgrounds, from various Hasidic sects who have been coming in to buy Gemaras, who quote unquote say they're for their husbands. And, <laughs> and, and he knows that they're for them. He knows that these are women who are now because they've been inspired. They've been inspired to pick up a Gemara. And that is so largely in part by the efforts of Hadron. So there are, there are people like me. Yes, I, I, I love that you remember that I said that Gemara is not for me. But I'm so <laughs> thankful for the work that you've done because you've made other women say, you know what, Gemara could be for me. And that's monumental. You know, you throw a, a, a stone in water and there are ripple effects and sometimes you see them and sometimes you don't and they, they fade away. Yours are still rippling. And so there's really a kola kavod to everyone at Hadron. And for the people who, I mean, you're a little bit like the little engine that could, right? You come up with this idea. You started eight years ago. You start the Dafyomi cycle. You start teaching people, women in your in your own home and now tell everybody how many different shiurim are available now through Hadron and, and in multiple languages. Okay, so we have 
uh, Dafiomi every day in Hebrew and in English. At 6.20, I teach in Hebrew, and at 7.10, I teach in English. Is that a.m. or p.m.? It's a.m. in Israel time. Right. 6.20 a.m. is the Hebrew, 7.10 is the English, and it's on Zoom. My English now has 55 people every day from all around the world, from Australia and England and New York. People, insomniacs in New York are are, um, (laughs) at my shear at 12, 10 in the morning, and I have people on the West Coast and people in the Central America. It's an amazing community of people that learn together every day, and they share their simchas, and someone just got a clean bill of health who had had cancer, and it, it created this bond between people that is, is a, it's the most active WhatsApp group, and I am unfortunately part of many, many, many WhatsApp groups. <laughs> they are the most active WhatsApp group ever, and they're constantly sharing Torah with each other all hours of the day. Amazing. It's, it's an unbelievable thing. And uh, so that's our daily shirim. Every single day that happens, and obviously not Shabbat, but Shabbat is recorded and up on our site. So everything is recorded and always available. And and we're starting next week. So to that year, we have about 2,000 people daily who listen, who download this year. Wow. And then, and again, from all around the world. And then we have, we're starting next week. I'm very excited to announce that we're starting a new class, a skills, a class oriented toward building skills for learning Gemara, doing the two things you don't get in Dafyomi. One is getting the skills, which you get a little bit over time but a real a class focus on skills with to learning and also being able to go in-depth into the Gemara more, which is something that a Dafiomi learner is always craving a little bit to do. Wait, wait, we just passed that topic and we didn't get to go mm-hmm. in-depth enough. And the, the best part is that it's all about, it, we're doing the 10th Paris of Pesachim and it's 10 weeks leading up to Pesach and we're doing all the Sugiot about the Seder night. So it'll give everybody a, a sense of, Meaning and understanding, if you ask me why learn Gemara, why is it so important? And I think one of the things that has, has kept the women going, you mentioned because of the pandemic, but actually it's not exactly true that it's all because of the pandemic, because the explosion of Dafyomi learning happened two months before the pandemic started. And the pandemic kept it going, but it, but it, people were, were, you know, once the Siyam Ashas happened and women realized this is something I can relate to. If you, all these other women are doing it, I could do it too. And I, I, I always say it kind of like broke down this wall. Because I remember before the CM, I'd speak to people and they'd say, just like you, oh, Gamara's not for me. Oh, yeah, Gamara's not for me. And it took time for people to understand that, that and, and the event made people realize, oh, who said Gamara's not for women? Right. And tons of women started learning and, and coming forward. And we advertised this class a week ago, and within a week, 625 people have registered. Oh, my gosh. And it shows how much thirst there is for people wanting knowledge. And, you know, it's so funny that you read that, that fortune card about that fortune <laughs> about uh, knowledge and wisdom and how wisdom, and it's all about the wisdom of the Talmud and, and how, what, what's the value of it? It's all about understanding what we do every day, what our traditions are based on. It all comes from the Talmud. I get these things all the time from people, emails, WhatsApp. I, I can't believe that was in the doc today. I've always wondered where that comes from and why we do it. I've always said that it's one of the things we struggle with is everybody has a different opinion about everything. And, and how, how is it that in our religion there's so many different opinions? And when you learn the Gemara, you realize it's obvious why, right? Today we, we, we had a good case about what happens when Shabbat, when Erev, Rosh Hashanah, uh, Rosh, uh, Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbat, which is going to happen this year. 
That's also always fun to learn something that's about to happen. And there's all these different opinions. When do you get rid of your chametz? Do you get rid of it on Friday? Do you get rid of it on Shabbat? You know, who knew there were all these different ideas about about that? And and it's all about knowledge and wisdom. And that's what that's what the Gemara has. In fact, on Shabbat, we're going to be learning all about one of the rabbis' diatribes about how important it is to be a Talmud Chacham and how much they valued educated people. Mm. And it's clear they call you know Amaaret is a term for someone who doesn't learn. Right. And and one of the things is that women never had the opportunity to get into this world. And, you know, if you were lucky, I, I sometimes say I was lucky that I went to Flatbush, but so many people weren't lucky like me. And, and I've met so many women along the way now who never had any opportunity to, to open a page of Gemara. And the minute they do, they're fascinated. They say, wow, what, what an amazing book. And, and there's so much to learn. And, and the idea at Hadron is to say this to make people realize and break down all the stereotypes and everything that we were brought up with thinking this isn't for us, or maybe it is, but who has the time, the effort? You know, the other thing that's really made a huge change is the, the Koran, the Schottenstein, mm, all right. the, the, the Internet, all the amazing tools that make Gamara so much more accessible. Well, I got to tell you, Michelle, the, the popularity of a sitcom is how many spinoffs there are afterwards. Do you know how many podcasts exist now be, with women, for women, by women, men and women all discussing different, you know, da, the DAF of the day because they started with you? It's really quite an incredible thing. And I do need to give a shout out to my friend Yardena Osband, Dr. Yardena Osband, who also co-hosts a podcast discussing the the DAF, but but she's not she's not teaching the DAF. She is doing that ancillary conversation that you had mentioned that people want to discuss. Oh, that was in the DAF today. I want to discuss that further. That's part of what she does, as, as I'm sure you know. But but to me, it all comes back to the foundation, and what that is one of the most important things that Hadron is providing is a foundation and a, an infrastructure for women to learn Gemara. And all information about Hadron is available at hadron.org.il and it's it's really quite quite incredible I, I can't imagine where you'll be in six years i mean if this <laughs> you know if this is where you were at this point and after the first cycle you know after you guys completed a cycle and and had this beautiful siam hashas in yerushalayim i can only imagine please god will you be in six years again all information is at hadron.org.il and rabbanit michelle cohen farber i thank you so much not only for your time but for your inspiration and frankly for your hard work Thank you. And I'm glad you mentioned because I, I got sidetracked when you asked about things that Hadron does. But I wanted to just add that one of the other things Hadron does, so Yardena and Anne, on Talking Talmud, they're housed also on our site. And one of the mm. things that we have on our site is weekly, and theirs is daily. Theirs is the only that's daily. But also weekly content by women, historical perspective, um, which also is very much of interest to women, and other vlogs and articles and videos that women women teaching Talmud in all different ways so that women can also, we want to develop, one of the things we want to do is develop women's commentary on the Talmud, which is very hard to find around, and to just bring women scholars and have it all centralized in one place so that people know they want to look for women's Torah, they can find it on our site. Beautiful. So that's another very important thing, and I'm glad you brought that up. No, my pleasure. Hadron.org.il. I wish you a good Shabbos. And I and I thank you again and I look forward to speaking to you again soon.
Thanks so much for having me. It's really been a pleasure. My pleasure. You've been listening to That's Life here at the Nahum Siegel Network. I got 50 seconds left to my show. We are not going to close with a song today, but just so that you know, I would have closed with Besorot to Vote by Ohad because we look forward to sharing Besorot to Vote together in 2021. And the afternoon continues with a full day of programming. Of course, the live lunch starts in 40 seconds. Uh, yeah, 40 seconds indeed. Throwback Thursday is at 1 p.m. Encore of JM Rewind at 4 p.m. Erev Shabbat Show hosted by Mark Zomik starts at 7. And don't forget, JM in the AM tomorrow morning, 6 to 9 a.m. with Nahum Siegel. Can't wait to hear all of that. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys.